What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols podcast. I think nothing Maybe. has changed for me. It just looks like <laughs> yeah, for you, it looks the same. We okay. we've been sitting on Zoom for the past half hour trying to figure out how to make this work. Um, hopefully, you guys can see us. If you can see us, use the chat, say something, let us know that uh, you can in fact see us. It might help if I like pulled up YouTube on something else. For those who are listening to the podcast as a traditional podcast, this one's a little bit different and special. Um, I have been itching to try to get live uh, video something working for a while now, just because I think it'd be so much more fun if we could have interviews go live um, and everybody can sort of watch them in real time and add comments and we could all sort of collaborate. And plus right now with the pandemic, obviously it's a year late, um, but it'd be great if as the three of us or the six of us or however many of us get together and chat, if everybody else can sort of join in and sort of be there and be part of it and share their thoughts and comments and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I, as far as I can tell, we are live. Um, and, uh, guys, brand new age of Mongols. This is breaking new ground after years <laughs> of just terrible podcasting. Now we can be terrible on video as well. Live, terrible live, <laughs> <laughs> terrible live on video. Yeah. Um, Josh, what's going on, man? What's I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. Kevin and I did a show a few weeks back, but what have you been up to? Working, just working and kind of like I got my first uh, dose of the vaccine, so I'm halfway wow. vaccinated. So that's pretty cool. Nice. A pro tip for people who live in uh, PA, uh, obesity counts as a uh, the group right now. So uh, thanks to our terrible BMI system where like, I think like 80% of the United States is a beast according to BMI. Like that's pretty much everyone in PA is a, is able to do the vaccine right now. So there you go. Pro tip. Pro tip. Kev, what have you been up to? Um, I finally, for anyone who knows the, um, the hot ones YouTube series where they eat spicy wings and interview people. Uh, I, I have the full season 14 hot sauce collection. Um, so I'll be doing that, uh, and I'm going to be, I'm really going to regret it, but it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm going to try to film it at like film myself eating all these hot, super hot cauliflower bite wings things. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I was going to say part of the whole hot ones thing is like you get asked questions as you go through each one. So are you going to do that? Is Riley like going to grill you? So we're both going to try to do it together. Yeah. Riley, my wife and I, she'll have her set. I'll have my set and we'll try to both maybe create questions. But I think we already acknowledged like we're going to get three wings in and just be so like blown away by how hot it is. And we're just probably going to forget it. But um, we're going to try. We'll see. Good for you. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about what's new here. Oh, so, cause you know, I don't have enough projects. Why not? We're, we're in the process of, uh, potentially trying to turn our shed into a climbing wall, which will be fun. Um, but that involves clearing a bunch of crap out of our shed and, uh, and planning a climbing wall and putting in new shelving to take all of the crap that was in one spot and put it in another spot but the kids were literally climbing the door frames in the house, like, like, like doing like the Spider-Man press against the sides and then just like hanging out there. And I was like, you guys need to get the frig outside and get out of the house and go do something. So, um, 
and I've always kind of, I used to climb like three days a week when I was in college. So I've always kind of wanted a wall, but never really had a good reason to do it. And thanks pandemic. Here we are. So like how tall does it go up? Like a shed, I imagine like, it's just like one floor. So like, are you really climbing? Yeah. So the, the ceiling is like, I think eight foot six. So it's not very high, but, um, it's like 25 feet long if not longer, I can't remember how long. So the, the plan is to basically have it span the entire wall. And then I've got a couple of different angles and there's going to be like a flat underside. So you'd be like climbing upside down if you want to. Um, safety is obviously of the utmost concern with a concrete floor, but who cares about that? Um, but uh, yeah, once it's done off the share pictures and everybody can come hang out and it'll be a good time. But, um, yeah, I don't believe that at all. Like, I remember a family <laughs> vacation where your children were just swinging around in a hammock underneath a cement driveway. And you're what Emerson at the time was like two or three. And I was like, Mike, he might want to. He's like, he'll be fine. And then, like, two seconds <laughs> later, I just hear boom. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're yeah. the best. You're yeah. You're, you're a great father. And I want to share that on video. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so. The the fun part about this is, is like, we typically get together and chat and like, we don't really care how it looks or any of that. We know it's going to sound fine. We have no idea what this looks like right now. So again, for those of you who are listening, um, you can go check it out on YouTube. We'll see. It might be laggy. It might be crazy. We'll find out. Um, but we're going to try to keep working the kinks out of this until we get something that works. Um, cause like I said, I think it'd be fun to sort of hang out with everybody digitally, especially, you know, I wanted to try to get this working before we, start interviewing coaches and more players and things like that, because it would be awesome if we could just say, Hey, everybody show up at six 30 on Monday. Cause coach Lily's going to come hang out with all of us and you can send us your questions for him via chat and we'll, you know, we'll talk to Lily. So, um, so we're gonna make that happen. Um, I guess there is some actual hounds news to discuss. So they, they officially announced the division that will be in Kev, you and I speculated a little bit about what we thought the division might be. Josh, I don't have the division in front of me, so I think I remember all the teams, but why don't you give us the official list of teams that the Hounds will be facing this season? Yeah, so we talked about before where they're they're splitting it up into essentially two conferences, but each conference has two divisions within that conference, so four divisions total. We're in the Atlantic division, so uh, we're, there's Atlantic division and Central division in the Eastern Conference. Um, but our division has Charleston Battery, Charlotte Independence, Hartford Athletic, Loudoun United, my or sorry, the Miami FC, uh, New York Red Bulls too, us and Tampa Bay Rowdies. So that's our division. So based on that, how do you feel, Josh? I'll start with you. Are you happy? with that are you disappointed with that what, what what's your hot take on on the division i mean as far as the division goes for or as far as like difficulty goes we get off pretty lightly i feel because we don't have louisville in our division or like like indy 11 is in our division like those have been teams that in the eastern conference i really felt like has been like our I almost want to say rivals as far as like, uh, you know, fighting for the top of the division. Um, So it's good in the aspect of that. We still have Tampa Bay, which is a good team. Um, And New York Red Bulls can be good. You never know. Uh, 
but it is also kind of sad that we don't have them in our division because that means we probably won't see them as much, if at all. Like we, I think there, what was it? Uh, I want to say there was four games or three games that are going to be played that are outside of our division. Um, and so those games could be against anyone in, they didn't even say it has to be the Eastern Conference. They just said like those games could be against anyone. I assume they're going to be against teams in the Eastern Conference. And I would guess that's going to be either Indy or uh, Louisville, just because they're kind of close. And that makes sense to me. Yeah. So it is a little bit sad that they're not in our division just because of the fact that like those are good games to like show up for. They're they're good test of the team and it's fun and honestly like having Louisville come to to Highmark is always fun and Andy coming to Highmark is always fun cuz like they bring fans and so there's a little bit more going on in the stadium. Um so I'm sad that they're not going to be there for that. But I'm hoping that our out of conference games will be against them. So at least we'll still get to have that experience. I just hope that it's, you know, at high mark and not away or even away would be fine. Cause it, hopefully if it's late enough in the season and COVID is, you know, behaving, we could travel and actually be able to have a showing of the steel army at those games, which would be awesome. Cause I don't think we're showing up for like Hartford yeah. or for Loudon. You know what I mean? Like Loudon's the closest that we'll probably be, but it kind of sucks to, to travel to Loudon just because the fact that it's like a crappy stadium and no one else is there. Kev, what's your take on uh, on the on the conference <clears throat> on the division? Sorry, I mean a lot of the same. Um, I mean, really disappointed that we don't have Louisville or Indy. Um, I think I I wanted both of those teams in, um, but you know we have Charleston remnants of the dwindling, if at all existent, old guard. Um, so, you know, to have some history there is nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to think about what the reasoning is by the USL to group the teams the way they did. I understand um, that, I mean, t- teams are constantly being added and dropped, especially this past year with all the uncertainty around financial situations of clubs. Um, and so I, I understand that in this moment in time, it's hard to do some long-term planning, but I think this presents the starting point to start trying to build, I don't know, kind of cohesive, not identities, but, and, and, but rivalries in a sense and, and familiarity amongst conferences and divisions. And, um, and so in that sense, I, you know, if this is the starting point to what might be a somewhat established, you know, division, grouping for a while um you know it's just sad to to not see louisville in there particularly so josh you mentioned that we they've already said that there will be what three or four potential games outside of the division and as you said they didn't specify whether or not this can be eastern conference or not so let's play a little game here and uh for those of you uh, watching at home which we know there are at least a few of you let us know in the comments if you could pick any four teams regardless of whether or not they're in the east or the west what four teams would you like to see the Hounds play this season that aren't in our division? So, uh, Josh, I'll go to you first. Um, I think I would probably pick mostly Western Conference teams other than Louisville or Indy just because of the fact that I, we don't get to play them. And so it would be nice to see how we stack up. Like, honestly, like take on the biggest hitter. Take on Phoenix. I want to see how we stack up against Phoenix 
because the only way we're probably going to play them is if we make it to the final and they make it to the final is most likely the only way we see Phoenix rising. So if we could play them just as a, you know, regular season game, just see how, how, how it goes and kind of get a hint of like what could be as far as like, you know, if the final is like going to be a blowout or not, that would be a really cool game. Other than that, I think it would also be fun to play. I mean, if it's at home, uh, it's tempting to say, uh, oh, what's the name of that team that uh, Landon Donovan, uh, San Diego, Loyal, or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, just because like that would be kind of cool just to see like a star come to Highmark to see if like maybe that brings in a pack crowd. Like, I don't know if people in Pittsburgh give a damn about Landon Donovan, but probably I would assume. So maybe that would bring some people in. Um, but Las Vegas would also be fun. Like, I want to play a game at Las Vegas. Like, excuse to go to Las Vegas on a away trip. Uh, you know, so you get to go to Vegas and you get to go see the Llamas and you get to go see <laughs> Vegas or the Hounds play. Sure, let's do it. That'd be fun. I know a lot of uh, Steel Army members who would love to go to Vegas for a Hounds game. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there would be any other teams that I would pick outside of those that you mentioned. I think Vegas, Phoenix, San Diego are definitely all up there. Kev, are there any other teams that Josh didn't mention that you'd want to see? No, I think those hit it. Um, I think just in general, I want, and I, I was trying to find um, quick information on like attendance numbers. Cause yeah, I mean, I don't watch the Western conference at all outside of, I don't know. I, I want to play Louisville as much as possible. Um, but outside of that, I would just I want to see the Hounds play in like big stadiums. So like any 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 stadiums that that get good attendance numbers um, with with a large crowd, I think uh, it's always just a nice nicer atmosphere, especially in the past year to uh, to see. I mean, and you know, granted, we might not even have fans this season, but um, yeah, to get comfortable and used to playing in in big atmospheres, I think is cool. I think the one other team that I might add to that would probably be New Mexico because New Mexico seems to have a huge following. Um, they're another black and gold team. So it'd be cool to see, you know, the battle of the black and gold. Um, Kev, to your point, you know, about sort of fans in the stadium, uh, I believe it was the Steel Army that shared uh, the governor of Pennsylvania opened up sporting events to, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, one third capacity? Yeah, it's a third capacity now. Yeah, so that would mean that the Hounds could hold a thousand people, give or take, not including staff and players. Not including staff and players. No, I'm sorry, that would include staff and players. So, oh, okay. like, figure out how many staff and players deduct that from the thousand, and then in right. theory, that's how many tickets they could sell for each game. I mean, that's really good news. Yeah, it's still early though, because like who knows what's going to be when the Hounds actually play. Um, I'm hoping you know we don't regress at all. I don't see us regressing at all. So like right now it's at a third, but maybe you know in a couple months maybe it gets even better. Um, but even at a third though, I feel like that's probably I, I don't know the numbers. I don't know if the Hounds how like how many season ticket holders they have. I feel like we're we're at the cusp of being like only season ticket holders get into the Hounds games. So. That could be interesting because, like, I know most of the Steel Army season ticket holders, so that makes sense. But, yeah, it's one of those things where now, like, if you're the type of person who only goes to, like, half the games, you're like, I don't need to buy a season ticket. It's fine. Maybe buy a season ticket this year just in case that's the only way you're getting into the stadium. 
you know, a little pro tip there. I mean, that's a good point where if the vast majority of the season ticket holders are the Steel Army, you would think for the optics, especially for those watching at home, it would be great to see a full Steel Army section, but all because they sell a thousand tickets to Steel Army, Steel Army members doesn't mean that you'll all be in the Paul Child section. Like you'll all be spread out. And yeah, like yeah. Like if, if we still have to spread, which I'm, I'm positive we'll have to spread still. It's not going to be the same at all. But, um, and I also don't think that most of Steel Army, I mean, I don't think that all the the season ticket holders will be majority Steel Army. I, I could, because the grandstand has a lot of season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like we're going to get a, a large spread. But we're definitely going to be, even if, like, let's say, like, 200 people are Steel Army members, I got a feeling they're not all going to be in the Paul Child stand. They're probably going to have to go to, like, other sections just because of the fact that they have to spread out, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, other than that, it doesn't feel like there's been a ton of news to really discuss. Like I said, this this was more or less a uh, a dry run for maybe we'll talk a little bit about news. Maybe we'll try doing some live stuff. Um, as I can see that there are a few people watching us live. So thank you to everybody who are watching us live. Kudos to you. Um, and thanks for leaving comments about what's working and what isn't working. Like I said, over the next few episodes, we're going to try to tighten this up and uh, and make it pretty cool, hopefully. We'll see. What's not working? I'm curious. Uh, apparently, the audio is working really well, and uh, this is a this is according to Jonathan Sex Hour. Audio is really good. Video is choppy, so we need to figure out a way to uh, clean up the video. And I'm I'm guessing that uh, we, we blame your Ligonier internet connection. Is that what we it is? could? We could Some do that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm hardwired. The other option is, you know, Kev, you could you could take over streaming this or Josh. Uh, Knox well, so. internet sucks. <laughs> I have a hundred down and a hundred up, so it might be okay. Maybe, Ooh. maybe that might be the solution. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, Knew you would. <laughs> yeah, but um, really, really quick. I mean, just the as another thing, I'm curious. I is there any news on like new jerseys or whatever? Are we just keeping the same jerseys as last year? I mean, they haven't announced anything. I haven't heard anything. Uh, I've talked to uh, Derek at the ticketing office. He's kind of like the Steel Army connection right now as far as like inside information and he, he hasn't let anything leak about that. So nothing, nothing to report so far. Um, but I, I, I would imagine there probably will still be new jerseys. Like, I feel like that's kind of like done by the, the league itself is like every year jerseys get announced. So I, I don't imagine the hounds really, you know, have a here or have like any say on like, you know, Hey, no jerseys, no new jerseys this year. I think that's like just an instant thing that happens. Right. Um, for those who are interested, I was listening to a podcast, uh, the USL show, which we haven't really talked about in a while. Um, our good buddy Phil Groom sat down with Jeff Reuter um, of The Athletic uh, to talk about the USL and sort of everything that's going on uh, in the off-season mode. And they had a really interesting conversation about the biggest way for teams to make money is not ticket sales. It's not Jersey sales. It is selling players and why the USL doesn't do a better job of selling players. Um, It was a really good conversation, but they talk about the hierarchy of how teams make money. Um, And it's, if we had more selling players, then teams would be more profitable. 
Um, but right now you're predominantly relying on ticket sales, merchandise and TV deals, which there is a new TV deal. I don't know if it's official, but it's been leaked where there is going to be some profit sharing, um, depending upon where your game has been aired. Um, so we're going to look into that a little bit more and share more info as that comes out. Um, like I said, that's not official yet, so we don't want to get too much into the weeds, but, um, but something that also could impact revenue there. Name your source like Josh did. And then, or... Oh, I just said that I was listening to the pod, the USL show. It wasn't, a, it, it was loosely discussed on the USL show. I'll just say that. So. Who would you, who would we sell players to? What league? MLS probably, I would assume. Yeah. So there's, there's talk of um, MLS. Uh, MLS has turned into a bit of a selling league. Um, and they, they, they talked a lot about selling how. Or selling to league. What's that? Like selling league or selling to league? Like I'm saying from a USL standpoint, what leagues, you know, are what what leagues are possible for for USL players to be sold to? So you're looking at MLS. You're looking at uh, the the Mexican league. You're right. looking at the Canadian league. Not many USL players are going to get sold overseas. Yeah. Um, but the the interesting thing that they talk about is that. It, it used to be that American fans would just basically want to get the best talent and have the best talent all the time. But they said, what you're seeing a lot of is you're seeing MLS fans that want to support their team, but they're also, you know, looking across the pond and they're rooting for a Zach Steffen. Um, and they're basically, you know, the fact that they could say that like Zach Steffen was one of us and now he's over there is a big source of pride. And so rather than denying players the opportunity to go overseas if you develop them properly and they get that opportunity to go play overseas, then you should totally do that. You shouldn't be holding back because you think that having certain players is going to put butts in the seats and that's going to increase your ticket sales. You're going to make more money from selling a player than you likely will through ticket sales um, for a season, depending upon you know the level. So if the Hounds could sell a player for 100,000, 150,000 even, like the return on investment. I mean, that for Lily, that could be like, you know, maybe two or three new players that he could bring in for that fee. Or even just club infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so an interesting conversation to be had. I'd love to get, you know, Tuffy on and just be like, where do you guys make money? <laughs> like, what is, <laughs> what is your number one moneymaker? What's your number two moneymaker? Like, how can we help with that? Well, and also if, if, if that's the model that the, usl is going to move towards then i imagine we need to reconsider how we address player contracts because right now it's kind of hard to sell a player's contract when it's only you know sign on for a year with an option year extension um so i mean i know like that at least you know maybe the economics of this is different when you go down to the usl or just play in a different arena of financial resources um but i mean the classic thing is uh, oh they have like you know why, why would i pay you money when i can get them for free in six months or something um and so you know the shorter the contract is the the cheaper it is for them to buy and or just we'll wait until the summer and just sign them then um so if that is something that moves to i mean yeah i think the first step would would need to be that like you know contracts get it you know up to at least three years, um, which I think would change a lot of things. 
I wonder how much the teams actually think about that kind of thing, though. Like, if we ask Lily, like, how much are you thinking about training up a player and then selling them so that you could bring in more players? He's probably not I would thinking about that. He's not thinking of it at all. It, exactly. I don't think he is thinking about that at all. But then I also don't know if there's somebody at the club who is thinking about it. Like, typically, that would be almost like a GM-type role, which traditionally the Hounds haven't had. Um, so... I don't know. I dare you. Tuffy is our GM, <laughs> our well, acting GM, our interim, and I forget what he's considered. Like it's been like what four years he's been interim uh, GM or like that. But I mean, Josh, he's not making those kind of decisions, no. right? Yeah. No, I mean all the player signings, all that kind of contracts, that kind. So that's all being made by <clears throat> Lily. So I don't think anyone's thinking about that, at least right now. Um, but. Like we have an academy system. We're starting to have a system to kind of like bring the academy kids up to the USL as far as like, you know, maybe starting on the first team. So I can see a pipe, excuse me, a pipeline happening here soon. It's not there yet though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other thing though, uh, John over at USL Tactics, he's also, if you're not listening to USL show, he's uh, gotten involved with them. So uh, it's kind of been cool to see that that whole thing develop. And, and he actually just did the thing with, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Soccer Rabbi. Uh, mm-hmm. He saw, you know, requests for him about uh, wanting USL goals and uh, was it like, I don't know, tactics stuff. But anyway, John, or, uh, Mark asked for something and he made a whole spreadsheet and it's pretty cool. And it's uh go check that out on the USL tactics. So, yeah. Yeah. John is like our Zach Steffen, like, you know, sort of brought him through here and now he's just like blown up everywhere. And that's no, <laughs> that's not really credit to us at all. It's just sort of, it's cool to, to see him grow and do stuff. And we'll have to have him back once we get closer to the season to really talk through a lot of these signings um, and get his, his thoughts on that. So, um, guys, I think that's probably it for this one. Um, like I said, thank you to everybody who checked this out on YouTube. If you started listening to this podcast and you want to, for whatever reason, go back and watch the whole thing again, good on you, first of all. But you can head over to YouTube, uh, search for Mongols, our channels. Make sure you search for Mongols. I made the mistake of searching for Mom goals with an m and came up with this whole list of like moms teaching how to like do stuff with their babies and i was like this is not us what is this so that i had to change it so don't search for mom goals search for mon goals and uh yeah let us know what you think like i said we're gonna keep trying to tweak and refine this and get it closer and closer but i kind of like this format of seeing you guys and getting comments from people and uh and overall just sort of hanging out so uh so we're gonna keep giving this a go and we'll see what comes of it so um does this mean i need to start like you know watching twitch streams and getting on the TikTok and understanding what the cool streamers are doing these days this is the language they speak mike i is it though is it we gotta keep up If you want to, Kev, you go for it. I'm just going to pretend like this is a pot. Like, look, typically when we record, we can see each other. I can still see you guys. I I'm can't very see conscious of so what's like, around me, though, right? Like, 
like all of this and just you know immediately i'm looking at josh like oh he has sweet lighting background and stuff frame just, yeah like where are the borders of my frame what is my yeah. shot how's my lighting yeah, yeah. like kevin we, we can see our reflections in your glasses like you might have to get some like blue light glasses or something exactly yeah. if i'm like you know doing other stuff you can see and that's right oh we go. changing the josh. lighting in my room <laughs> on the fly <laughs> That's that's a that's a flex. Yeah, <laughs> this is making for fantastic audio for those listening to the podcast version of this. Josh is changing the uh, the the colors of his room to uh, change the feeling. Now he looks like he's in like Darth Vader's man cave. Yeah, every time I want to talk, I'll just change the color and just wait for you to call on me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have one of those lights outside my room, but I use it to tell the kids like, "Don't bother me. Daddy's recording or Daddy's in a meeting or something." So. Now I need to get some lights. Yeah, this whole thing, like this TV that's floating behind me, that's not going to work. I need to come up with something else. Yeah, so we need to, we need to be on, have something cool on, like yeah. soccer on or something like that, or like a, our logo. So we can watch it instead of listening <laughs> so, to you. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that, but yeah. <laughs> All right, we should get out of here. Um, thank you to everybody for listening and watching. Like I said, we, we'd love the feedback. Let us know. You can hit us on Twitter at Mongols. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, a special scarf supplier to USL, MLS, and US soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Uh, looking for a new soccer kit? Check out IcarusFC.com. They develop all sorts of kits for adult leagues, youth squads, all of that. Typically, I'm reading this. I'm not reading anything. We're just going with it. Um, check out BGN.FM. Lots of great shows. We we've we name-dropped the USL show multiple times. Um, go check out uh, what Phil and the guys are doing over there. Otherwise... Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.